Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Fenners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by The Fox, Jamie Lester. To be more like Jamie, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. His back is strong, his beard is thick. Wonders what makes people tick. Joe Marler and his show. Joe Marla, here we go. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Joe Marla and this is Tom Fordyce. Tom, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello. How many times can we say hello in the opening sentences hello. of our podcast, hello. Joe? Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. It's off to say hello. I thought you were going to do the intro to, to Justin's house with Mr. Tumble there. Do you still watch Justin's house? No, I don't. I mean, I only watched it because the children were watching it. Um, I've got the feeling, Joe, that Mr. Tumble slash Justin is absolutely minted. <sighs> I saw him at Camp Festival two years ago and he was mm. probably... He was the biggest draw of the whole three-day festival. I mean, it, given it was a family-friendly mm. festival, but there was still, like, some big music acts, but his field and stage that he had was just fucking rammed, and I actually want to know what he's like in real life as not Mr. Tumble. Like, what's his real name? Justin. Is Justin and Mr. Tumble... It's not Justin Tumble. Justin Fletcher. We should get Justin Fletcher on the show. I want it to be an aim of ours... Right, let's get Ryan onto this, actually. He needs to pull three of his fingers out of his anus and get Justin Fletcher, a.k.a. Mr. Tumble, a.k.a. Justin. Joe, that is an excellent idea. It sounds like a lot of work for Ryan. But, Joe, I have also been working very hard this week. And I have done something for our forthcoming live tour, which I think is going to blow your massive mind. Go on, tell me. What is it that you've been working on? So you will recall, Joe, that when we did our very first live show at the Clapham Grand last September, then the music interludes began uh, in a hugely underwhelming way with me singing the theme tune and ended in spectacular fashion with opera singer Rob leading us through Ness and Dormer. I've taken note of the success of Ness and Dormer and Rob, and Joe, get this, I've booked us an actual choir. Like a, a proper choir? A full choir? Right, get this, Joe... They're called Voices of the Town. Joe, they've been on tour with Take That, so it's a very natural move for them to want to tour with the Joe Marler Show because both of us have the sort of looks, the bodies and dance moves that would see us fit seamlessly into any boy band. This is genuinely exciting. I'm really excited. Like a proper choir. Like, how many people deep in this choir? Joe, extraordinarily, there are 16 people. <laughs> there are 16 of them. What? I'm quite sure how we're going to afford it. I didn't think about that. 16 people in the choir. So that's like... That's like two rows of eight or or four rows of four. Uh, four. <laughs> what do you think we should get them to do, Joe? I mean, I booked them in the expectation that a choir on its own would be amazing. Specifics I didn't get to. Thoughts? I think you know my answer, mate. It's, it's, it's mainly 
My requests will mainly be Adele or any Paul Simon song from the Graceland album because that's pretty much all mm. I listen to. Joe, what I thought was, one idea I had was, you know those uh, flashy talk shows that you get on television? Um, when a guest comes on, they do some sort of with the band. Maybe the choir could sing our guest song. Yeah, like a guest theme tune. But do they get to choose it or do we choose it like on their behalf? I think this is a question for the choir, Joe, because we're assuming here that they have access to every single tune under the sun. I imagine they probably have a repertoire. Let's get thinking. Let's maybe give them a few little things. Adele sounds to me like a goer. You and I are going to need to think very carefully what Adele song we want them to do. And your answer will probably be all of them. That isn't possible. But Joe, another little bit of non-choir news. Glasgow show, I know um, it's going to be spectacular. It's the opening one of the tour. You'll remember very fondly Neil Lancaster of Detective fame, um, who enabled you to do a role play that you've been looking forward to all your life. Coming along to Glasgow. Brilliant, but also slightly worrying. I was recently in Glasgow trying to flog some of our tickets up there, mate, because you've been working hard down here, as you've just described, getting a choir, even though you could have just done that all over the phone. I actually had to graft and go up to Glasgow to flog our tickets. Um, and I was talking to a taxi driver up there, Tommy, his name was. Really lovely fellow. I've got his card, actually, because I said, we're up here again soon. I'd like you to pick us up at some point. He was like, hey, hey, it's good shit, bollock. for you. Nee bother. But then I said, what about the reputation of Glasgow? Because traditionally it's not been great. Like, what's going on with the crime situation? And thing he said, no, you're right, mate. It hasn't been great, but everything is sort of coming down. Burglaries, violent crimes, it's all on... The decrease, apparently, and the west end of Glasgow is getting a bit more Shoreditch-esque and he thinks that we'd like it. But I'm not overly convinced, especially now that we've decided to get our detective on the live show up there. Are we getting him on as a guest to go over our old episode and get people in Glasgow to enjoy him? Or are we expecting one of us to be stabbed? (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't look into the future, Joe. I had him down mainly as a guest, but I guess the fact that he has a great deal of experience as a detective would mean that if anything untoward were to happen to us or any of the audience members, Neil would be on hand. Um, It's worth reminding people, Joe, that if they're thrilled by this idea of having someone on hand if they find themselves stabbed at our live show, there are still a handful of tickets left for the Glasgow gig. Birmingham sold out, we know that. Bristol gone, Manchester gone. Glasgow is your place to go. And also, Joe, still a couple left at the huge London Palladium. If you want to get yourself there, Joe, where might the link for tickets be found? Well, uh, I think you'll find the, the link to buy these tickets in our in our episode description. Or just Google it. <laughs> Should we get a guest on? Let's get a guest on. Unexpected item in the packing area. Today's guest is called Nick and he used to be a supermarket manager. And the reason I shout that is because Ryan's put an exclamation mark. (laughs) Sorry to be passive aggressive to you, Nick. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hello, Joe. Hello, Tom. Hello, Nick. I don't know why I waved then, but yeah. He's waving. He's waving at us. So you used to be a supermarket manager. Yeah, got out of the game recently. Out the game? Out the game. Out of the game. Uh, yeah, it's become a bit of a thing. How long were you uh, in the game? 21 years. 
What? Yeah, I know. So you said before the show that I look quite young. So you started when you were seven. It started when I was seven. Yeah, yeah. You do have a baby face. You've got I a know, lovely face, I actually. I really like it. Thank you. It's like it a lot. Fun. Joe, I'm going to ask you a question straight away. Favorite supermarket? Go. No, because you're going to judge me. Well, you people are judged on where they shop. Yeah. Go on then. True. But, oh, Waitrose. I knew you going to say that. But can I tell you why I shop at Waitrose? Yeah, go on then. Because. The Valencia ice lollies they do. Oh, Actually, yeah. to be honest, last night I oh, had... Well, hang on. <laughs> Just to recap for people who may not be aware, uh, a number of weeks ago you consumed 11 Valencia ice, ice lollies from in one Waitrose. sitting. Yeah. And then last time we spoke, how many was it? Got it down to eight, was it? What do you mean, gone down to it? It's not an issue. It's just that's how many we I'd had. Just simply referring to the fact the number had declined. It was eight, was it? Yes, it was eight. Okay, what is but it that's back in, up to? Well, no, I had a box of four last night, but not from Waitrose. <gasps> it was a box from Co-op. Still Valencia or...? It said Real? Valencia, I um, but from Co-op. And I'm not going to lie. Better. Yeah. They were better. Yeah. Fucking, they were better, mate. Why? They're like... Same girth? Same girth, same structure, but there seemed to be a little bit more air in them. Mm. So it was easier to suck. Like, there was more... Like, it was less... Less dense? It was less frozen. Had you taken them out of the freezer earlier? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, did I? Well, I shop at Waitrose because I don't know. For some reason, I think that the co- it's better quality... The more you pay for something, the better quality it is. But the older I'm getting and the less money I'm being paid because <laughs> I'm getting worse at my job, <laughs> the more I'm finding we've got to shop around. And I like Sainsbury's as well. That seems to be a cheaper option, but the quality of stuff you can get in there is good. Like I just alluded to, we like a bit of co-op. Well, we've that's because we've got so many things, actually. We've got a co-op, a Tesco's extra, no, oh, extra. Te- no, Tesco. What's the little one? Metro. Express. Oh. Let's ask Nick, he knows. Yeah, what's the little one, Nick? Express. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Thomas. <laughs> what's the Metro then? They're like the medium sized ones that you find in shopping centres and things like that. Okay. Medium. Okay. <laughs> for, so Metro is a M for medium. Express is because it's in and out. And a Tesco's extra is obviously extra big. <laughs> So why did you why did you ask? It's so obvious. So it is, isn't it? What's the branding for the big Sainsbury's one? What's that called? Sainsbury's think, Extra. They're all called Extra. No, I think I think all Sainsbury's are called the same. Yeah, are they? They, they are the high street ones. I can't remember. It's just what a Sainsbury's called. local. Sainsbury's local. Yeah. Oh, uh, local. Right. So how long did you? So you work for twenty one years yeah. in one chain? No. So three different supermarket chains. Three yeah. different stores. No. Uh, multiple stores. Um, oh, I can't even think of how many stores I worked in, but 16 years in one supermarket. We can one? name them. Well, we're not. Oh, you don't want to? No, because. No, oh, okay. Can you do it off air just so I'm aware? Can you yeah. mouth it? Can you mouth it? What? Oh. No, sorry. I, you I can still hear, said it out I loud. Yeah, I know. You said it out loud. <laughs> yeah, that was bad, wasn't it? Uh, Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> cut that bit. Just cut <laughs> out. When Nick him. says. <laughs> take it out I'm probably going to say it more so yeah yeah. <laughs> when I worked there what do we want to call it then Schmesco <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about this want... <laughs> and, and two of the other one of the other ones I worked for was uh, a German discounter and obviously there's two so I was like we'll call them Schmiddle and Schmaldi nice I think that hides yeah no one, one. knows who they are yeah, oh no. you, you have to think about that <laughs> 
<laughs> I was confused by the German discount bit. Yeah, German discounters. What do you mean? That's where they came from. They came from Germany. They're both German discounters, Aldi and Lidl. I, shit, I said it. <laughs> Started when I was doing my A-levels. Classic. Needed some money. Wanted to go out partying with my mates. Did it part-time, then went full-time, and then I got like a managerial program. So started to work my way up the ranks. And when I left, 16 years later, I was a store manager. Yeah, sort of started at the bottom, made my way up. Now you're here. Now, now I'm here. Get it? Starting at the bottom, now we're here. You're having a very bad start this episode. Subjective. <laughs> so the big four yeah. is, we're not naming the one you were at, but the big four is what? Asda, Sainsbury's, Tesco's, Morrison. Morrison's top four yeah where does Waitrose so because they're for more affluent customers like yourself snobby uh, fucks <laughs> they're a smaller market so they don't take the same amount of money as those big four retailers if you think about the stores that they've got they're massive like you said about the extras yeah they're huge supermarkets they take billions of pounds each year the likes of the German discounters Marks and Spencers Waitrose they don't take anywhere near as much as those so there's like a I can't remember what it's called but there's a table of, of where they stand in terms of the money they take. And the big four have always been Tesco's, Sainsbury's, Asda, Morrison's. Nick, I'd like to talk to you about security. Okay. How many shoplifters in your time in supermarkets, what was the sort of average number of shoplifters per day? In terms of how many we caught, I'd say one a day. To, it depends where I was. The amount we don't catch, ridiculous. How would you get away with it? Asking for a friend. Um... So it depends what store you're in. If you're in one of the big four, bigger supermarket, there's less security guards. There's lots of little hiding, hiding spots where there's no cameras. Oh. People go in there, take, take stuff with them. The professionals have got ways of taking tags off things very discreetly. Put it in a bag, silver foil bag, silver lined bag, should I say. And then uh, you walk out through the gates and the alarms don't go off. There's lots of different ways. There's distraction techniques. I um, shouldn't say too much because people are just going to start robbing supermarkets. You, but... can, you, can, uh, you can actually buy, you know, the tags that are on the clothes and stuff yeah. and, and the bottles. You could just Google or go online and just get the things that take that off. And... Is that true, Nick? Yeah, yeah, people have them. People just have them in their rucksacks. It's, it's like a mag- massive magnet, basically. What gets nicked most frequently? It's changed. It's changed over the years. So I think nowadays most people nick stuff to sell. So, whereas before it was steel stuff for their own good and, and the stuff that they could use, it's now branded stuff. It's alcohol, clothes, if they're in a store with clothing. The German discounters that I, I mentioned before, they don't stock a lot of branded stuff. So, they tend to limit the amount they put on the shelf because that's the stuff that the shoplifters go for. But they won't come in and just take one or two. They'll take a whole case because they'll go down the market and they'll sell it and they'll get cash. Right. There's one occasion in one of the stores I was working in, in London, we caught a guy with... You know the massive tubs of Vanish? The big pink tubs of Vanish? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had it down his pants. That's all he had. He just had a tub of Vanish. Um, <laughs> and he, he tried to get out with that, and we caught him. Um, it's ironic, bearing in mind what he was thinking. Well, yeah, you don't want to put too much of that down there uh, either. What? Can it work on... <laughs> Is that what you were saying? No. Why were you saying it's ironic, then? Because he couldn't see his... Could, no, it, because he didn't vanish. He, he didn't got vanish, caught. Yeah. Ah, Yeah. it's good sorry I was so amazed by like fucking hell how's he getting that they cost like seven quid or something like that so he could have gone onto the market and maybe got four four or five quid for it and that's what people do they steal to sell it on help me with understanding this like you say like security's probably improved over the last 20 years isn't it however supermarkets seem to have introduced the easiest way to steal from them ever which is these loyalty cards that you can go at the start, get this 
like scan a gun, mm. scan your loyalty card so that you get access to this gun, stick it on your trolley, go around the shop, fill up your trolley, ching-ping, ching-ping, ching-ping. Got my 12% beef mints from yep. a spag bowl, mm-hmm. like that. Valencia. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> That's my Valencia, I tell <laughs> Or yogurts, I'm into yogurts at the minute. Ooh. Quite like those Sky, uh, Sky, uh, oh, yeah, Sky, uh, yogurts, yeah. bring all the protein ones, yeah, yeah. Really. Mm. 16 grams of protein, mm. but then you put a normal flavored yogurt with them as well. What it's double yogurt? Well, because the they're quite thick, they're thick, yeah. it's like, quite chalky, mm. overly chalky. Mm. Whereas if you whack it in it and it makes it smoother, <laughs> nicer, double the calories. So I'm going around, ping, 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 and then I get to the end. And you just have to scan your scanner gun. Yeah. And then you you can pay. It's so easy to like just fucking fill half fill the trolley to the brim and only scan half of it and then you walk straight out the front door. It's kinda luck of the draw a little bit with that one because they do random searches on your shopping. So if you don't go in and use that facility regularly, you're more likely to get stopped and they'll do random checks on you. But yeah, <laughs> you can get away. I've heard a lot of people turn around to me and say, I forgot to scan that. Oh, I feel really guilty. But it's a, it's a genuine mistake. But then you've got the people that take advantage of it. Happened to Daisy the other day. Uh-uh. She said um, she'd forgotten to scan a couple of things. And then the woman came over and then they had to scan everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. And then they, she was like, sorry, I know it was innocent or whatever, you know, didn't mean to. And then she was like, chances are when you come back, you'll get done every time now. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're blacklisted yeah. as your thieving cow. <laughs> Apparently it comes up as thieving cow. When when was the last time you stole something from a supermarket, Tom? Fucking <laughs> I wasn't expecting that question, Joe. I can't remember because I don't habitually steal things from supermarkets. But Have you ever stolen anything from a supermarket? I'll tell you what I did many years ago when I was travelling around uh, Europe as a penniless backpacker. And that was, Nick, you know the um, weigh your own fruit setup. Yeah. And Joe, Wear your own fruit. Weigh. Weigh it. So you have to, you know, put your, app, your bag of apples or, or your oranges on the no, scale. I get it now that you've said the word properly. So what I would do, Nick, is I would just gently just maybe take the weight off the apples. You're still oh. getting a... Have you never done that? No. You're still buying apples, but you're effectively buying half the weight of apples. Is that even stealing, Joe? It's the direct... Um, <laughs> Definition. Definition <laughs> of stealing. Is you look it? really shocked. I am shocked. I just didn't have you down as a stealer, as a thief. Mm. I stole a banana the other day. Did you? But I didn't do it. <laughs> what? I got uh, Pixie... To hold this banana, <gasps> you made because your... she was like crying and she was like, "Ah, oh, nana, nana." I was like, "Okay, there's a nana," and then paid for everything, but then forgot to scan that, and then walked out and they went, "Fuck, we didn't pay for that banana." And Daisy was like, "What?" I was like, "Well, technically it's Pixie." So yeah, so... yeah. Most places give free fruit for kids now, anyway. So. Doesn't matter. Huh. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of places, a lot of supermarkets, free fruit for kids. Do you, Joe, ever eat stuff while you're going around the supermarket? I don't personally know, but I do give it to my kids. Like, I'll give them a sucky yogurt or uh, some grapes that I'll open. or And that used to happen to me a lot when I was younger. I'd be given a load of food to shut up whilst I'm going yeah. down rather than losing my nut. And then get to the end of it and you just scan the empty packet. That's yeah. surely fine. Let's play on. But there has been occasions where I've gotten to the till and then we've put it on as if it's obviously been eaten. Yeah. It's an empty packet. Yeah. And the the worker will be like, 
get hungry, did you? Or <laughs> is there, like there's some sort of judgment or like, what's this then? I'm like, obviously, it's a, a treat that I've given my kid to keep him calm. So you're not losing your nut at my kid screaming around the fucking supermarket. But there's still that element of judgment. Mm. I, don't, I don't know why. Like, as long as you pay for it at the end of the shop, that's fine. I think. I, my dad used to give me grapes when we were coming through, uh, when we were shopping. But what we didn't realise, what I never understood when I was little was, obviously it's done on weight, so the grapes are getting lighter and lighter as we're going round, and then he comes to sort of puts the stalk on the checkout, <laughs> and then they weigh that, and it's is like... Is Tom your father? <laughs> but yeah, the weight thing is is thing that catches people out a lot. And that's the most issues you get at the self-service checkouts. If the weight of the product isn't right, they put... Some, some people try and scan an apple and then put a bottle of vodka in the self-service. Do that. <laughs> As an example, like they, they try to, to trick the scales and it can work if you've got the person working on the self-service checkouts who's completely switched off, doesn't give a shit, um, looking on their phone, they'll just go over, authorise it yeah, and then thanks very much, off they go. I'm never entirely sure, Joe, with that, the self-service setup, I'm never entirely sure which side is meant to be your bag and which side you're meant to be putting the items, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's lay right... And raise left. No, it's lay right. What? No, it's right and left. Left for a bag, right for the shopping. Yeah, most all, all. Literally, Hang on. All. Yeah, I've it's, never it's been all. anywhere that Pink. does not do put your shopping on the right. You scan it, beep, and then you go and put it in the bag in the left. Does it not make you realise? I no. don't know. Maybe you're no, left, left what? or right. What do you mean? So you put your basket on the left, yeah, and then you scan it and you put it in your bags on the right. No. <laughs> Are you a good scanner, Joe? Can you instantly find the barcode? Or does it take you ages sometimes? Are you quite quick? Beep. Beep. No, I'm, Beep. I'm all right. If I've got the kids with me, which is usually the case, they want to do it. Yeah. And they'll do it like four times. And I'm like, there's only one. And then you have to wait. Yeah. And it's actually longer than actually going to the checkout. Check out, yeah. And why? Why all of a sudden are we not having human... Money. It's all with money. Saving money. Like if for one of the stores I used to work in in London, there was like twenty something self service checkouts and only four man tills, and it was just to save money. It's and a shame, though, Nick, isn't it? I think they're losing a lot of money through the self service checkouts. Um, really? You know, we talked about theft before. One of the biggest what would, what they'd call key performance indicators of, as a supermarket manager is your stock loss. That's one of the, especially in London, it's the worst worst one you've got. And I just think we're we're just letting people get away with just walking out with stuff because really? we don't they don't put enough staff on the self service checkouts. People don't do it on purpose. Sometimes people just genuinely don't know what the hell they're doing and don't scan things properly. And we're just losing money. Well, they're losing money left, right, and centre. Do you like a bit of chat, Joe, with a, a cashier, with a bleeper, the bleeper, the person doing the scanning? Yeah, well, I think bleeper's <laughs> really quite disrespectful. Do you enjoy a bit of chit chat with him? I love him. Okay, um, I'm going to give you a scenario where you are working behind the till. Nick has arrived. He's got a significant number of items. You're bleeping them. Just start the interaction. Let's see where it goes. Hello, mate. How are you? Uh, not great. I've been queuing for like 10 minutes. Have you? Yeah. Sorry to hear that. If you didn't want to queue, you should have gone and bought your uh, shopping in Germany. Oh, fair enough. Oh, see? <laughs> see, I got you to smile, didn't I? It's not that bad, is it? I'll, uh, it's all right. I'll go down to Sainsbury's. So I'm not shopping there anymore. What, right now? Uh, yeah, I might just leave all this here, actually. Well, not a problem, sir. If you, if you need to go down there to Sainsbury's, that's absolutely fine, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or alternatively, we could carry on getting to know each other a bit better and seeing how your day can continue to go from here. So what have you got on after this? Beep. Uh, just going to go home, put my shopping away. Beep. If you could hurry up a little bit, I'm, I'm in a bit of a Beep. rush. Do you need help uh, packing? Uh, no, it's fine, no, it's fine. 
You sure? Yeah, yeah, it's Beep. fine. I, I've got a certain way I like to do it. Yeah, cool. Beep. Bags, Joe. Have you asked me if you want bags? Beep. Do you need some bags? Beep. Uh, it's a bit late now. I've already... What do you mean it's a bit late now? Well, I've already started doing it. You should have asked me at the start. Quite a difficult customer, aren't you, sir? <laughs> Beep. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. Beep. Oh, hang on. Mm. These are cracked. Let me just... Sandra? <laughs> yeah, can you... Yeah, we need some eggs. Yeah, no, just... Hang on. Do you want these ones, sir? The the, the yellow ten... You know, the yellow happy hen ones. Oh, yeah, please. That'd be great. You do want yeah, these Yeah, please, ones. yeah. Yeah, he wants ten happy hen ones... Do they? No, we've only got six now left. Do you want two boxes of six instead? No, I want ten. You want ten? Yeah, yeah no, he only wants ten. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, uh, no worries, sir, she's coming over. Thank you very much. Yep. Sorry about that. No, it's no problem, thanks. You've, you've really turned me around, actually. Yep. I, the interaction at the start was not great, but oh. I'm, I'm feeling, I might stay, I might stay a shopper in here. Yep. Oh, like a Valencia ice lolly. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> Just so you know, sir, I'm, I'm also a big fan of Valencia ice lollies. How many can you eat in one go? When you like to know. <laughs> My record's 12. So. Your record's 12? Yeah, yeah, love them. <laughs> Are you single? Uh, unfortunately not. No, sorry. Oh. Sorry to bash you Might be able to change that. Beep. Beep. Oh, Sandra. Yep, sorry, Sandra. Yeah, got his eggs. Yeah, yeah, no, he just wanted 10. <laughs> so what she's done here, sir, because we didn't have ten available, we only had two boxes of sixes, which is two half a dozens. <laughs> um, so what we've done is we've fucked off two of the eggs. You've got ten now, sir, but we've charged you for twelve. I'm it's... not that thrilled about that. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, not thrilled. No, nah, I'm not paying for twelve eggs. Well, you... I got ten. Oh I'm... well, to be honest, you shouldn't have been such a rude <laughs> at the start. Oh. <laughs> my... oh, I don't know if I could deal with. Awkward customers like that, actually. Quite difficult. Have you had to deal with many difficult customers in your time? Loads. Loads? Yeah, What's loads. your best approach with them? It depends what the situation is. So I've always been the one who's had to come down and deal with the shit. So do you always get that call, um, excuse me, can I see the manager? Not necessarily that in that situation, but when it kicks off. If there's yeah. a customer down the front being rude, being loud, being aggressive. A lot of the time it was a guy being like really loud, aggressive to customer service staff. Then you get the the customers who just just want to moan about Do stuff. They? Yeah, like COVID was COVID was crazy in supermarkets. People were assholes. People were really really oh bad. Oh my aggressive. god! You've just reminded me of the COVID times. Yeah. Like how, what? It was it was crazy. I've never twenty one years in supermarkets. I've never seen anything like it. So, did, what sort of system did you run at your supermarket that you're working at during COVID? So we had um, numbers. So we only were allowed like thirty people in the store at a time. Maybe uh, I can't remember. It's like thirty to fifty. Uh, we'd have someone on the door, and it was counting people in and out. But people would be queuing. They'd be getting aggressive. They'd be getting angry. They'd go into the store, finally get in there. There's nothing on the shelves. Oh. Uh, and I remember one one situation. You talk about keeping your call, and I didn't I didn't keep my call. A customer came up to me and started accusing me of hiding chicken out the back. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the middle of the, I'm working in the middle of the with my store manager with with store manager, and uh, <laughs> they've actually started having a go at her first. And and I'm really like I'm protective over my team. Like I don't if if anything's kicking off. That's why I always did go down the front if something's kicking off. Not because I want to get involved because I'm 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 don't like confrontation, but I feel like I've got to look after my team. So she started having a go at my store manager, and I was just like, whoa, 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 stepped in, and she's like, why are you hiding chicken? <laughs> and I was like, we're not hiding chicken. Like I don't know if you know what's going on around the world at the moment, but there's a pandemic. There's panic shopping. Everywhere's run out of stuff. And she's like, no, nah, you're lying. You've got chicken out the back. <laughs> 
And I was like, where, where, where? I'd love to know where she got her sauce from. Of like, her sauce for the chicken. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd she like, get the idea from that you're nicking or hiding chicken? I think uh, it's. I guess there's a lot of scaremongering at the time, weren't there? Like, why would you hide chicken? Your whole point as a supermarket is to sell food, <laughs> and that's what I said. That's exactly what I said. I was like, my job is to make money by you buying stuff. Why am I going to hide it out of the back? It doesn't make any sense. She just did not believe me. She walked out and said, oh, "I'm going over the road to Tesco's," and I was like, "All right." Off you fuck. Did you? Um, off you fuck. I haven't heard that. Was she I don't think I've ever heard that. Off you fuck. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Go on, off you fuck. <laughs> I mean, I was Love I was it. I was getting more and more angry. I didn't actually say that to her. I, in my head I thought it. Yeah. Um, but I was getting more and more angry to the point where a couple of customers calmed me down. Oh. Because they were like, it's not worth it, you know, don't worry about it. She's just an idiot. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I had to deal with on a regular basis. Even on my last week. In my, in my last supermarket, I got called down the front again. And uh, it was these repeat shoplifters. They came in as a group. The guy would go around filling his bag or doing whatever he wanted. And then the women would have big trolleys of shopping. And then they get to the checkout. They start kicking off to distract everyone from what he was doing. And I, went, I got called down the front. I went down there and I was like, look, you do this. This is the third time we caught you doing it. It's boring. I've had enough of it. Like, just just fuck off. Off uh, you fuck. Off you fuck, yeah. And one of them turned around to me and started shouting and screaming at me. And she's like, oh, fuck off, you bull prick, and all this. And I was standing there and I started smiling. And she's like, she, she's like, what are you smiling at? What are you smiling at? And then my colleague said to me afterwards, she's like, why are you smiling? I was like, well, normally I get called a bald fat prick. I must have lost some weight. This is great. <laughs> this is really good. So, yeah, we used to get a lot of that. But, in general, customers are all right. You get your usuals, you get your regulars. They're quite nice. And, and, and even in COVID times, you know, for every arsehole you got that came in and didn't quite understand what we were going through, you got the ones that came in and got it and were like, thank you so much. Like, we really appreciate what you guys are doing because we were the only place that was open during COVID. No, no one had anywhere to go apart from supermarkets. So it was like the destination to come. But I understood people's frustration with it, but it's, it's not our fault. And, and I think since COVID the abuse towards retail staff has got worse. Um, it? Yeah, it, there, was a, there was a petition going around at the time of COVID around the way that uh, retail workers were treated, supermarket workers were treated, and uh, I think it got, did, did get a bit of steam up, but I don't, don't think anything actually came of it. But it, it's, it's bad, it's bad. It's, I, I sort of took myself out away from it a bit over the years, because when I was younger, you don't think of the danger. You don't think about what could happen. And when I was a night manager, um, I used to work in a town centre store, and it's Thursdays and Friday nights we called fight night because every Thursday and Friday night it would kick off in the store. Uh, people come in, they've been on a night out, they're absolutely pissed up. don't know why they come to a supermarket, but probably the only thing that was open and they could get a bit of food. But they just want to kick off. They just want to cause aggro. And I remember once we were out in a car park, like a load of staff and a load of blokes just fighting. And it was just, it was just crazy. And then police turned up and it was like, we just walked back in and... What? They all ran off, but that's what that's what we were dealing with. Every Thursday and Friday night, it was it was just mental. Joe, we should have a little break there for adverts. When we return, shall we talk about the reduced style? Isles in the stream, <laughs> that is what you are. Come away with me. We will find your chocolate bar <laughs> down the confectionery aisle, or you can go to aisle nine. Where the single bars are. <laughs> Could finish that.
Tom, have you ever had that issue while you're on holiday abroad and you can't watch your favourite shows because it won't let you stream it from back home? So I have had that very same frustrating issue. I missed three weeks of Bake Off while on holiday in Portugal once. Well, you're going to love this. I've found an amazing solution. It's called NordVPN. And it basically allows you to switch your virtual location back to your home country, which means you never have to miss your favourite show ever again. That sounds ideal. Is it really easy to use as well, even if you're not that tech savvy? It is so easy to use. It's basically only the price of a cup of coffee every month as well. Small price to pay for premium cybersecurity and access to a vast amount of entertaining content from all over the world, I'd say. Oh, agreed. You can go and grab your exclusive NordVPN deal right now by going to nordvpn.com forward slash Marla to get a massive discount on your plan plus a bonus gift. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com forward slash Marla. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Those were the adverts. Joe, your single favourite aisle in a supermarket is... I'm really torn between the confectionery aisle, mm-hmm. uh, which is sweets. Multi-packs of sweets. Multi-packs of sweets and biscuits. Mm-hmm. Why would you put all the traditionally bad food together? It's not because it's traditionally bad. It's more because it's cupboard food. Oh, um, so, so there is a there is a system. Yeah, but they have ah. they have changed it recently though because they changed the law. Um, so you're no longer allowed to display it on promotion ends. Anything with high sugar, salt, or fat is no longer allowed to be like on an end facing out. So whereas before you get buy one get one free on Kit, Kit Kats, you know packs of Kit Kats, you don't you won't see that. The offer's still there, but it'll be down the aisle, not on a promotion end, as an example, because of where people getting fat in, in the UK. I would be torn between the confectionery and also the, the hardware electrical oh, aisle yeah. in a supermarket because you can usually pick up a bargain there. Yeah. What would you be after? Um, microwave? No. <laughs> microwave. What else are you finding in there? Like tongs <laughs> and Pyrex dishes. Oh, okay. I quite like a cup every so often. Mm-hmm. I just restock a new cup, yeah. a new cup cupboard mm-hmm. for, the, for the cup cupboard. Least favourite aisle? My least favourite aisle... I really struggle in the freezer aisles. Do you? Yeah. They're really cold. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. You know they're cold. They get really is, cold yeah, going cold. down them. Do you not get cold going down them? I touch, you know what? I, I think the freezer aisles are just boring. They're just, they're just shit, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, because you're not going to want to eat it straight away because it's frozen. No excitement. No immediate thrill of consumption. Do you know the other issue? You have to open the door. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just like grab it, and although you can grab the like the deeper tray ones, can't you at the bottom? And the wells. Yeah, it's just like what are they called? Wells. 
Mm. Freezer well. Called a freezer well. Technical, technical term. Makes sense, actually, because it's built like a well. Yeah. And it's freezing. But the doors really put me off. I think if the doors weren't there, I'd probably... They're shit as well, the doors. Like, you open it up and they just, just slam back on you. I hate, yeah. I hate them. I hate... Yeah, that's one of the areas I used to hate filling when I worked in... Why have they got doors? Well, to keep the temperature down. That's a good point, that. <laughs> <laughs> so you used to work stacking... Yeah, yeah, I've done well. it. So I've you've come from bottom to the top. Yeah, yeah. How do, whilst we're on that then, how did you start or how does it, when you become the manager, do you get to decide who's the shelf stackers, who's the checkout people, the beeper? What did you call, what do you call them? Checkouts? Yeah, checkout staff, yeah. Can we call them beepers? Beepers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, who's the beeper? Who's like the fag and thingy section? Do you kiosk. still have one? Kiosk? Yeah, yeah kiosk. Lottery and tickets. Yeah. Who's, Batch cards. who's the customer kiosk, yeah. service returns section? So, to an extent, yeah. Like, normally when you go into a store, if I, if I was taking over a store as a store manager, most people would already have a role. We recruit into in certain areas where we're short on staff and you can move people around, but you get the well-established companies um, that have been around for a long time and you've got those members of staff who've been there for like 50, 60 years. A lot of the time they've got stuff in their contract, which is I will only do sitting on a checkout. What's the hierarchy? I would imagine, Joe, I don't know what role you would like in a supermarket, that the uh, the kiosk is considered quite a nice gig. Yeah, but then you tend to get all the, the complaints. Oh. Because it's combined with the customer service desk. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Nah, fuck the kiosk. I ain't doing that. I all think right. trolley, trolley boy is a good one. Like, but everyone always, or trolley, trolley lady, um, everyone always sort of... <laughs> There you go. It's going uh, straight, straight from trolley boy to trolley lady. Trolley person. <laughs> trolley girl. Trolley, trolley person. Trolley person. Yeah. Um, People give it, it's got a bit of a bad reputation, but you don't really have to deal with customers that much. You're outside. I prefer I'd be outside than in four walls, but. So there are, hang on, are there specific jobs? This is going to sound really stupid, I'm sure. Are there specific jobs in a supermarket, or are you meant to be a jack of all? Depends who you work for. Oh, right. So the, the discounters. Yeah. German discounters. Yeah. Their staff do a bit of everything. So they're trained on absolutely everything, apart from like three areas, which, which might be the bakery, the self-service checkouts, because you've got to have people that know what they're doing down there, and non-food, all the, the, the electricals and whatnot. In the bigger supermarkets, because they, they have got the massive departments, they tend to have teams. So there'll be a fruit and veg team, you just work on fruit and veg. You'll be grocery, you'll just work on grocery. Clothing, you'll just work on clothing. But they might be multi-skilled on tills or dot-com as well, because you've got the people picking the, the online shopping. That's that's a big pull on resource for supermarkets as well. I could see you, Joe, enjoying yourself on the cheese counter because not only have you got access self-explanatory <laughs> to cheese, but you get to use the wire, the cheese oh, wire. Yeah. I fancy that. You think I'm only suited to cutting cheese? No, I with think the you'd cheese enjoy it. wire. Would you not fancy me go on the big get through a block of cheese when those you pull out the wire and then straight through a massive block of cheddar? Only if I'm not just specifically on the cheese. I want to be able to use that big ham cutting machine as well. Okay. Yeah. So you can do deli. Can I be the deli count? Yeah, you guy? can do deli. So deli covers quite a lot. They're going though. A lot of them are going in stores now. Again, oh. cost. Oh, so the, so more and more supermarkets are getting rid of that kind of service because what? of the cost of it. I think I'd rather work at the discount and be a jack of all because then I, I wouldn't get wouldn't get bored. But then you've got the chaos. I mean, the whole chaos at the tills at a discount, at a German discount supermarket, Joe. Don't you find that stressful? What's chaotic about it? I just don't get the whole system because they, they scan at an unbelievable rate, don't they, Nick? They, yeah. they must be the fastest scanners in the West. I think I think out of the two, Audi is the one that... Audi've got the edge? Yeah, yeah, they proper focus on it. Like, you can me- be measured on ha- on your scan rate. So they, they they can performance manage their staff 
same with all supermarkets, you can track how fast they're scanning a product. And if you've got a target, a lot of supermarkets have a target that those people have to meet. You can you can give them a bollocking if they're not going quick enough. So sometimes, I, mean, I don't know if you've experienced this, but sometimes I'll go to certain supermarkets and I've got the kids again. So it's it's quite a logistical nightmare trying to get all the bags ready for to, to then start packing. But because there's a bit of a queue, they're just... Oh, and the rest. And I can't Double keep, that. And I can't keep up with the speed of putting them in the thing and then putting them in the bag. But there's no sympathy from them or... And now it's all become clear. Yeah, They're trying yeah. to hit the fucking KPIs. Yeah. But just going beep, beep, beep. And I'm like, are you taking a piss, mate? I haven't even had time to put that in my fridge or a cold-sectioned bag yep. and the toilet, fuck off. No, seriously, that's what, that's what a lot of the time that's why. It's because they're getting a bollock in for not going fast enough. So you're meant to not pack your bags, aren't you? You're meant to just lob it back in the trolley yeah, and then so, pack it behind you like... Yeah, so what? There's a packing bed. Did you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not meant to pack your bag. You're no. meant to sort of lob it back into your trolley and then get the fuck out of the way, off your fuck. Over to the packing bench. That's you know the, the back. big silver packing bench by the windows. And then sort yourself out. This isn't true. Yeah. What do you think the packing bench is for? Uh, like if you've like got some returns or cracked eggs, <laughs> you know, you go there, you go, oh, actually, I've yeah. got cracked egg, so I use the packing bench to unpack, and then go the unpacking bench. Got some cracked eggs. Can nah. you get me some more? I'm gonna do it. Well, you should. No, I tell you what, I'm gonna do. What? I'm gonna go to the supermarket. I'm gonna get them to go as fast as they can. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be like, Oi, Nick. <laughs> They'll probably be called Nick. I'll be like, Nick. And they go, yes, sir, how are you doing? I said, I want you to scan my shit as fast as you can. I want your KPI to fucking... Yeah. Through the beep, roof. Beep, yeah? Beep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beep, Let's beep, fucking beep, do this. Beep. Do it as quick as possible. I ain't going to pack any of it. Yeah? <laughs> like, I'm not even going to keep up. Just go boop, 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 really quick. And then I'm going to fuck it all off, put the trolley right, right up and close to it, and just... <laughs> empty it all in the trolley <laughs> and then go to the silver trolley packing desk bit and then start packing there. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know that's what they want me to do but no one wants you to do that. Why? Because imagine the faces of all the other customers <laughs> as soon as I've done that and do that, it's going to be fucking brilliant. They'll be, they'd like it because then they get, they get fruit. No, the they're not. Yeah, but all the customers are going to be like, who's this fucking fruit loop? What's he doing? Just shout. Like, this is what you're meant to be doing, guys. Come on. Help us out. Exactly. Start beckoning at everyone else going through she's this whole gonna, process. She's going to get sacked if we don't do this. That's what I'd do. Yeah. I just think this is mad. This like, is absolutely mad. You just put all the stuff back in the trolley. Well, you're meant to, but then what I find myself doing, Nick, is trying to beat the system, which is I reckon I can bag it up at the rate you're scanning. Yeah, it's a good game. And often you're only just a couple of items out, but they get quite arsy. Yeah, they, they, I think they want to see you struggle sometimes. Yeah, Some of them are not very nice, you know. <laughs> Or you do what my dad used to do, which is he'd get annoyed and he'd just go even slower. Oh. He'd slow down. Fight the system. So if they were like throwing it down at him, he'd just be like, cool, I'm just going to slow right down. Just Because <laughs> what ultimately they're going to do, they're not going to stop serving you, are they? No, no, they can't do anything. This episode is sponsored by the following wonderful people. King Richard Calloway. Ian from Gloucester. Something inside so strong. It's Kerry Strong. Magnificent Matthias Reggie Alcane, the Cyclone Edward Dyson, Ratatouille Andrew Hanratty, the only way is Gareth Fissix, Shearer, Shearer, it's Ben Shearer, Peer Pressure Katie Pierce, the Pharmacist Dan Lloyd, Carl Lewis, Thomas Ellender, and PZ Matthews, the Engineer Warren Allsop, Shotgun Mark Clayton, and Rollerball Becky Dyson. 
to be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. What about the reduced aisle or the reduced station? I love the reduced aisle. But how do you decide what goes in there? And at what point? The fresh stuff has got a sell-by date. Um, If it's on today's date, it needs to be marked down. I think they mark it down like three times a day. So first thing in the morning, they might mark it down by 25%, hoping that it'll sell. Then halfway through the day, 50%. And then they might do a final reduction, is what they're called. And they knock it down to silly money, like 5p, 10p. But it got... Again, when I was working there, it got quite rowdy. Yeah. Um, and you see, I've seen like lots of social media clips of people in supermarkets. <laughs> it got to the point where the guys that were doing the reductions would do them out the back in the warehouse because they were just getting swamped by customers otherwise. Yeah. People trying to second guess it as well. They time it. They know what time you're doing them. They come in at the same time. It's the same people most nights. And then the person doing the reductions would get to the double doors, just push the trolley out, and then go, off you go. And then they <laughs> like vultures. the trolley rolling through <laughs> the yeah, store. Yeah. Just, that, that was the safest way for them. because the wounded getting, leopard. They were getting caned. But there was fights. There's, there's been all sorts over reductions. It's ridiculous. They ended up with like a queuing system for reductions in one of the stores I worked in. Is it possible if I wasn't prepared to pay full price for my plum tomatoes, mm-hmm. for example, for me to accidentally drop my plum tomatoes on the floor. Yeah. So it's a dented tin now. Yeah. And then I come to you and I say, hey, Nick, can I see the manager, please? And you go... <laughs> I am the manager. Oh. That's all, yeah. Then I say, Nick, store manager, these were dented on the shelf. I don't want to pay a pound for them, but I want this tin. <laughs> what are you offering? What, what can I get it for? 25% off. 75 feet. So it's doable. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, if you're going in every day... Oh, it's the same guy with the same dented tin again. People are going to cotton on, but yeah, if you if you if you did it a one off every now and again, no one's really going to bat an eyelid. Okay, and that that leads me on to the possibility of haggling in general. Yeah, not just for damaged items. If I've got a, a weekly shop and I've it's, I've got hundred quid's worth of shopping in in the basket, and I come over and I go, "Hi, um, I'm not prepared to pay a hundred pound for this hundred pound <laughs> basket." Yeah. Undermines your own case slightly there. I'm going to go with 80 quid. We, do you want 80 quid? No. Mm, meet me in the middle? 90? No, no. I can't do anything about it, sir, unfortunately. Why? Because you scan the product, that's the price that comes through. This, the, the product is priced in the system. I can reduce it if it's damaged, if there's a problem with the product, like your plum tomatoes. Yeah. Other than that, I can't give you any money off. So what I need to do is go and damage all of this basket, <laughs> yeah. come to you, yeah. and then you can give me some knockoff. yeah. yeah. So there's no haggling in supermarkets. I was told by Martin Lewis that you could haggle for anything. Not that I've seen. Like I say, the prices are set. You know, We don't have anything to do with the price on the system. In some supermarkets, you can change the price in the office. Um, sometimes there's issues with the system and you can go and do it. But in general, you're not allowed to touch the price. The would, price you, is set. would you say that supermarkets provide a service? You're providing the people with a service. Yeah. But I don't... So it's the same as going to a restaurant that I'm provided with a service and if I don't like the food that I've just eaten the whole plate of, I ain't paying for it. Does it not work like that? No. Fuck. I've really got to come up with some better ways of damaging these tins. (laughs) Just get rid of it. Maybe upscale it from plum tomatoes. You could just (laughs) come in and find the time when they do all the reductions and then that'll reduce your your bill. I'm intrigued about those timings now. I'm going to go find out my local timings. Do you not know what it is? I sometimes, Joe, I throw myself on the mercy 
of the reduced style and I go into the shop and I don't even know what I want for my tea and I'll let the reduced style decide what I for my tea. Reduced style roulette. Oh, it's a bit dodged that, isn't it? Well, it can go either. Sometimes you can find yourself having sea bass for tea and it's blown your mind. Other times, less so. Who the fuck has sea bass for tea? Well, if it's on special offer in the reduced aisle, why wouldn't you? I have never in a million years cooked sea bass. What is that? <laughs> what is sea bass? <laughs> The other thing I want to know, Nick, about the reduced thing is let's say it doesn't sell in the reduced thing or it just doesn't sell and you can't sell it. Where does it go? So it used to just go straight in a bin. The amount of food waste that supermarkets had was ridiculous. And a lot of the time there's nothing wrong with the product. Like I said, you go by the sell-by date, you go by the use-by date. That's legal. We can't sell it after that. And you'd get people coming in and asking if they could buy it. If they found something on the shelf that was out of date, oh, I still want to buy it. It's like, no, we can't sell it to you. If you eat it and then you die we're going to get sued. You know, it's, it's on us. So, yeah, a lot of the time it goes in the bin. Supermarkets have got better, I'd say, um, around giving food to charity. So a lot of them now give to local food banks. They do things like make a massive box up of fruit and veg that's maybe not as high quality as it used to be or should be. And then you can buy that whole box for like a pound or something like that. So they do a lot more of that. So it's, it's definitely better. But I still feel like they could be doing more. The amount of stuff that goes in the bin. Where do you stand, Joe, on the use-by, sell-by date conundrum? I'm going to give you a range of items and how far past their use-by date they are, and I want you to tell me if you would eat them. Yeah. Packet of smoked bacon. Cooked or uncooked? Uncooked. It's a week past its sell-by date, but it's in your fridge. Uh, Opened or unopened? Unopened. Week old, so I'd probably crack it open, give it a little whiff. Because I, I get the feeling that sell-by dates, use-by and sell-by dates, they're obviously two different things. Yeah. Aren't they? You've, the sell and the use-by date is more scientifically like that's going to make you poorly. But I, I tend to go off the fact that there's it's the same way your petrol or your car's running out of diesel, it's saying zero on your car, but you yes. know you've got 15 miles yeah. in it. And the rest. Do you know what I mean? You can. That's how I approach that system. So I'd give it a whiff and then put it on the microwave plate and then microwave it just to make sure zap it alright uh, a yoghurt an opened yoghurt that's three days past it get fucked just give it a sniff give it a little taste if it tastes sour in the bin but if I taste it I've already tasted the yeah, shit yeah if it's sour it's only a little bit though, it? it's fine your final sell by date question Joe you've gone into your freezer mm. and you found a Valentia Aitlali yeah they're a year past their best before but they've been in your freezer yeah the entire year yeah Munch or no Fucking munch? Fucking eating them yeah, all day time. long, mate. They're frozen, so like the bacteria are dead until they're unfrozen. Your gut? No, they can't. They can't come back to life. <laughs> it's like a woolly mammoth. The ice age happened. He got covered in water and snow and then froze, and he's dead. When we found them and we defrosted them, they aren't then alive <laughs> again, de- are they? We defrosted them like, <laughs> like they're lamb chops. Yeah, were they alive? <laughs> were they alive? So is there any point after the expiry of the Valencias that you wouldn't touch them? Two years, three years? Nah, there's Ten no years. limit. I actually think they'd be better, like a like a whiskey or a... Fine wine. A fine wine that you leave it longer, the Valencia. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to stuff some Valencia. In fact, I, there's no way you're going to leave I them in your freezer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just know that they're there. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> When when you've run out of stock, who's in charge of getting them back in? And how how do you keep? I always in passing here. Oh, I'm just doing a bit of a stock check. Like, but surely the stock check has to go on 
all day, every day. In terms of keeping things in stock, a lot of supermarkets are done on a sales-based ordering system now. So it's all happening in the background. It will get scanned through the checkout. That will tell the system that it's sold. It will then say you're down to zero of this product and then it will automatically order more in. But there is a way of overriding it. So a lot of stores, they'll call a gap scan. They'll go around, scan the gaps in the morning and tell the system that we're out of stock because sometimes it goes wrong. Like with the theft thing, if people are nicking it, it's not going through the tools. You're going to get to a point where you haven't got any stock. It says you've got 10 cases of it and it's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, it's down to the system a lot of the time. Sometimes it's down to to humans. It depends, again, all the companies are different. There's different ways of ordering. Nick, would you mind if we do a quick round of supermarket myths? Can you confirm or deny the following, please? Number one, the milk is always at the back, so you can't just nip in and get milk without walking through the shop. Confirm or deny? Confirm. What do you mean at the back? A back of where? So when you, the opposite to where you go in. So you have to go all the way around the shop. Yeah. Takes you past all the good stuff. Oh my God, yeah, it is. It really is, actually. Yeah. Fucking hell, the milk is always stuffed at the back. Yeah. Motherfuckers. It's all done, it's all done. Eye high, eye level, it's all, it's all planned out so that it makes you buy stuff. Myth number two. Do little put the bakery at the front of the store so the smell of fresh bread lures people in. Yeah. <gasps> That's a confirmation number two, Joe. What do you mean the bakery at the front? Is it is there a little? The... They do. When you go in, you could. There's always fresh bread, and you're like, yes. I haven't been to a little for over fifteen years. You're in the bloody waitress. No, <laughs> Daisy goes in. <laughs> Supermarket myth number three, Nick. Is it true that companies pay more money to have their products at the end of an aisle or by the checkout? Yeah, hundred percent. You get um, the big big companies will pay to have a whole promotion end of their product. And they do massive displays. A lot of them have reps that come in. Reps are the bane of my life. They used to piss me off quite a lot, actually, because they just expect so much from us. We're busy doing our day job and they'd expect you to stop everything you're doing and just focus on them because they're a rep and they had this one product they wanted to sell. But yeah, that's that's true. I want to be an aisle rep. (laughs) (laughs) I want to represent the seventh aisle. I don't think that's what... I think it was more about products. But if you could put your name to an aisle, which one would it be? The Joe Isle is what? Joe Isle. What's the Tim Foyle Isle? Household. Yeah, I quite like the household aisle. Mm, why? Because there's like matches and fire stuff down there. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It adds a little bit of danger to the world. My final question to you, Nick, yep. is you haven't mentioned the actual supermarkets that you've worked at directly, but in your 21 years experience working for various different supermarkets. Could you give me an official, unofficial summary of what one's the best valued supermarket to shop at? This is an unpaid promotion. I would say nowadays... Lidl or Aldi. The quality's got better and the cost is still a lot lower. And in this current climate, they're going to be going through the roof of sales. They've got the perfect business model. Fuck, they do... Some really good um, hazelnut chocolate bars there. Hazelnuss. What? Hazelnuss. They do any German product well, don't they? But this hazelnut chocolate bar is fucking insane. They've just got better and better. Um, and you've seen that in the sales. The sales have gone up. They've got more of a market share. Uh, and the big four, the big four supermarkets are genuinely worried about them as a business and taking over. Amazing. Nick, thank you so much for coming on, mate. It's been great fun having you on. Thank you very much. I really like the look of your face. <laughs> thank you. I like yours too. And oh. yours, Tom. <laughs> feel like that I'm... was an add-on. It was a pity. <laughs> I feel like I'm encroaching on something. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, Nick. 
Nick, Nick, Nickity, Nick, Nick. What about the speed of which you beep, beep, beep? I want to see. In fact, maybe we should do it as the Joe Marler Show speed beeping checkout championships. What do you think? Yes, I'm in, Joe. Maybe we could make it, Joe, an item in our live tour, which, let's be honest, is only a month away now. We're still looking for interesting things to do, items to fill it. Maybe the checkout challenge is one for us, Joe. If you're listening to this and you'd like to come and watch us live, there are still some tickets available for the Glasgow and the London Palladium. Click the link, Joe, in the where is it, please? It's in the episode description or in any fucking search engine. Simply search for the Joe Marler Show live tour. Who have we got on the show next week then, please, Thomas? Yeah, you know, I said at the start of the show that I've organised the choir, bloody blah, 16 of them, legends, play with take that, etc, etc. I was so busy organising all 16 of those that I haven't booked a single guest for next week. So, Joe Marler, you will have to wait... And you'll have to see then. Marlene. <laughs> oh, Tom. Why Boise? Why Boise? Why now? Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.